Hello, my name is Chance, and you are listening to A Chance to Strive. Before we even get into it, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys have an amazing time. I hope you got to spend a lot of time with your loved ones, your family, your friends, you know, and those. I hope you guys seen those cousins that you don't normally see often, but then every single time you see them, it's kind of like, yeah, that's my guy. Or like, that's the girl I really mess with. But I mean, yeah, so pretty much today, we're actually going to focus on um, a man's emotions. And that's pretty much kind of like understanding it. A lot of the times throughout my socials, that is one of the questions I get a lot, which is um, how come men don't express their emotions a lot? Why do they tend to struggle with opening up, like with vulnerability and everything like that? And I'm just going to give a guy's perspective on my point of view and based off like a lot of the friends that I do have and what I've seen from them. So you're not getting just it's not completely biased, but it's like based off what I've actually seen from a lot of people. And before I actually really get into it, I do want to express gratitude to the people that have meant a lot to me. And I'm going to start off with my mentor because, quite honestly, he has helped me focus a lot on my growth. I think he he was the person that really made me hold myself accountable for my own actions because I felt like I got so good at bullshitting myself and lying to myself like about like my ideal self instead of my actual self. That's a psychology term. You're pretty much like what you think of yourself and what you actually are. But for me, for the most part, I feel like a lot of the times, like, I was never honest with myself because I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to admit that I had so much to work on. But I'm like, years later, I'm like, because I actually accepted where I was at because of him. He pretty much told me like, yo, it's okay where you're at right now, but you know who you got to be. So you got to work towards that. So I'm really grateful that I met somebody that was able to step into my life and kind of like be that father figure I didn't really have around, which is actually, I'm very grateful for him and I tell him this all the time. Which is something I'm also going to mention. It's like, bro, do not be scared to express your gratitude towards people. Everybody wants to know that they mean something to someone. Whether they don't say it or not, whether some people aren't looking for it. But trust me, it's nice for someone to it's nice to let someone know that whatever they're doing for you is acknowledged, whether they're doing it for the acknowledgement or not. I'm like, whenever I hear people tell me, like, yo, I really appreciate you being there for me. I appreciate you expressing this. But I'm like, I, I didn't sit there and listen to what you had to say because i wanted you to tell me oh i'm a good person but it's a nice thing to hear it's kind of like oh this person actually appreciates me i think it's all about like feeling appreciated i think we all love that feeling and a lot of times it's like sometimes we'll be having a bad day and then you hear something like that even if it's a simple text it kind of like brightens up your day it's like damn thanks i actually really needed that but yeah, i want to say thank you to my mentor because he really did a lot for me and i'm gonna show some appreciation for my brother because I appreciate you for showing me the fact that, like, I can do a lot of this. Like, he's been the person that supported me in anything that I've ever done. Like, whether it's social media, whether it's in school. He understood that I was able to do it on my own. But he at least was there to tell me, like, yo, like, I actually see the work that you're putting in. For, like, a lot of the times when you're grinding so much on yourself, like, it, a lot of people don't see it. And it's not the fact that you're doing it for people. But having someone that's that important to me and that's having, like, a first class ticket to seeing how much i'm improving them acknowledging that just shows me the fact that like yo i really came a long way and i definitely want to thank my mother i think i get my heart from her and i remember my mentor told me i'm a when i remember it i'll come back to it but my mom it's because of my mom that i care about people the way that i do and it's also because of her that i understood that i can't just let people walk over me my mom is like so nice and submissive but then at times it's like, I love that about her, but sometimes it's a little annoying when I see people like try to take advantage of that because I'm like, I'm a mama's boy. Anything that happens to her, I'm going to take it very seriously and I'm going to take it to heart. But yeah, I definitely do appreciate her for allowing me to have like that type of heart where I can care about people that way. 
I definitely want to say that I'm really grateful for all of my friends that are still around. And the reason why I put it that way is because I took a step back from a lot of people because I realized a lot of people were just, they were just friends that I had because we had similar things in common in terms of like, oh, we went to school together. Like it wasn't the fact that I actually valued them as friends. It was just like associates. And I'm like, I don't got time for that. And I don't even have time for friends. It's either your family or you're just someone I look at as an associate. And I could care less for people that I don't share a genuine bond with. The thing that my mentor said, it finally clicked back. He pretty much called me a founder of hearts. And it was pretty much like someone who's capable of like taking care of people's hearts. And like when he told me that, I was like, damn, I've never had someone give me that great of a compliment. And like that stayed in my head till to this day. And I remember like he told me this literally senior year. I'm in my junior year college, which is insane that I still remember those exact words. So when I say express gratitude, trust me, those little things that you tell people, it sticks. And it also helps reemphasize like what somebody truly thinks of them. It's like, oh, I'm not just the pers- only person that thinks of this about me. Someone actually sees me for that. All right, now to change the focus and to actually get into the breakdown of the actual show. Like I said today, the title of the show is pretty much Understanding a Man's Emotions. And we are all aware of the fact that a lot of men tend to not express their emotions. But the one thing that I do want to emphasize is the fact that men do have emotions. It's not like we just have this switch and we just completely flip it off. We feel. It's just at times like we're not necessarily sure how to express things. And I think one of the main reasons why it's so hard for a lot of men to express their emotions, I think it's like the societal pressure. Like a lot of people want to define what a real man is supposed to be like. And I think for me, having a mentor that was so much older than me and being an actual man, like I had, I looked up to him and like, he didn't fit the description of what a man is supposed to be like aggressive, someone who's assertive and all that extra stuff. Like that wasn't him, but that is probably like the ideal version of what a man should be when I'm thinking of my growth and like what it is that I see for myself. He is the person that I think of because he had so much of those qualities and traits that I wanted to work to, uh, to pretty much get. And yeah, I think it just makes it so hard when the whole world is trying to tell you who you should be. And you're in the process of trying to figure it out. And when you figure out, Oh, I'm somebody who likes art. And then people tell you, well, this isn't how the world works. Art is more of a feminine thing because it expresses your creativity. That's not what you should really be focusing on. But I think that's really like, even for me, like a lot of the times, like I remember like growing up, there's a lot of things that I refrain from doing or things that I refrain from saying because I'm like, if I say this, people are going to look at me a certain way because I'm a guy and this is not what a guy should do. But I think if you focus too much on what society tells you what you have to be, you're never going to figure out the person you're actually supposed to become. Because society is just, it's literally just what people want to accept. Like, it's just the norm. I'm not trying to fit in. So the norm doesn't apply to me. Like, I want to stand out. Like, I want to be myself. And I feel like a lot of people try so hard to be different. But the thing you're forgetting is like, dude, you being you just makes you different. There's only one of you. I promise you that. So a lot of men, they just struggle with being able to find their identity because they just don't think that the person they are is what a man should be like. And I'm here to tell you, bro, trust me. A man, like, whatever you want to be, whatever type of person you want to be, get to that, and that's what a real man is. Not By looking to your left and to your right, it's, you're not going to find that answer. Just focus on who you're meant to be. And I promise you, what everybody else thinks you're supposed to be doesn't really matter. 
one of the things that men struggle with a lot is like this idea of being vulnerable, like letting people in, telling them about their stories and everything like that. And I think the reason why men tend to struggle with this a lot more than women is because as guys, we don't have too many outlets where we get to practice our vulnerability, like where we actually get to put it on full display. A lot of the friendships guys have, like, yes, they'll be so close. But the thing is, a lot of guys don't express their emotions to each other. And one of the biggest parts of that is like, yes, they're scared because a lot of other, like I know at times where I've been in certain groups of guys and there's that dude where it's kind of like misogynistic, like OD, like it's, it's just way too much. Like anything that may seem feminine, they'll bash it. So because there are guys like that, that exist in friend groups, a lot of the times guys will refrain from being vulnerable because it's like, I know if I'm being vulnerable, somebody's going to tell me I'm too soft. Somebody's going to like, oh yeah, bitch, why, why, are you, why are you talking like that? So a lot of guys just kind of like they have this image that they're trying to hold and they don't want anything to affect that. And doing anything that has to do with being in touch with your emotions is just seemed as feminine, which a lot of guys don't want to have that attached to their name because they think it's a bad thing because that's what everybody tells them it is. So since we don't so since men don't have too many outlets to actually express their feelings, our default setting is to literally just hold everything inside until you you suffocate yourself with your emotions and that is so detrimental to your growth as an individual and to your mental health it's actually crazy that men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women but then a lot of people wouldn't even think that's the case because it's like oh women are the ones that are more into their emotions and stuff like that but i think one of the reasons why men this is just me this is not me looking at a research and saying this i think the reason why men tend to commit suicide a little more than women from my perspective is because we don't have that outlet to actually get help. Like women are told like, hey, if you're struggling emotionally, it's okay. Like you got this. Like you're supposed to feel things. And men are told, no, you're not. You're supposed to be strong. You're a big boy. Big boys don't cry. I know every single guy has heard that in their life. And that's crazy because it starts off literally the moment you don't, you're not even aware of what any of that is. You're told you got to be strong in the fact that you're not supposed to cry. And that's something I definitely want to change when I'm raising my kids. If my son falls and like he scrapes his knee, I'm going to let him cry, but I'm going to tell him like, it's your job to get back up. Your job isn't to run away from your emotions. Your job is to make sure you deal with it and you can overcome it. But <laughs> you're just told not to feel. So men tend to do this thing where it's like, and when the emotion, and when you suffocate yourself too much as a dude, you don't even want to cry. You even want to express your tears. Like at times we feel like we want to cry, but we know we're not supposed to. So we express it in a way that's more socially acceptable. And the crazy part is that's just lashing out in anger. People are more likely, people are willing to look at a dude go off, like act crazy and start destroying things around him. And somehow like that is less acceptable than a dude crying, than a dude being in touch with his emotions. People would rather you tear yourself apart instead of actually trying to get some help. So my opinion is like, I think men struggle with that a lot more because you don't think anybody's willing to help. You think it's all on you to figure it out. A, like women, it's not like that. A lot of their friends, they sh women share a lot with each other. When it comes to like, guys share a lot when it comes to like day to day, but women share a lot of their traumas with each other, which is why a lot of their bonds tend to be a little more secured. But. It's like guys really just don't have that for themselves. They don't have that outlet that they can go to to be like, yo, I'm dealing with this and I really want help. Like I know girls, like they talk about going to therapy all the time. Like I know so many girls that post on their social media that they have therapists. How often do you see a guy admit that he's going to therapy? 
like it's almost like you have to keep that a secret it's like oh you're weak you couldn't handle your emotions so you needed to go get help instead of oh you actually prioritize yourself which is the reason why you're going to get help because you understand that you deserve that love and whatever you're dealing with whatever trauma it is that you're going through that depression is in the way of that so that should be your number one priority but to people it's like expressing your strength is all that a man should do this idea that you're going to be weak and you're going to go find help it's, it's a bad thing but i'm like do you understand how much effort and how much like courage it takes to look at yourself to look at yourself in the mirror and say i know i need help so i'm gonna go find it in my opinion that's a lot harder than just staying somewhere and just killing yourself with it and i'm not saying people who do that don't have the courage but what i am saying is that the reason why people have that issue is because of everything people are saying and this is another thing that a lot of women, I think a lot of the times tend to miss when it comes to men and their emotions. When a man is affected emotionally, he feels it a, a lot more than a woman at times would, even in the same situation. Like, I know a lot of girls will even say this, like they'll even talk about it, it's like, oh, if I did a guy how he did me, like he'd be butthurt, but I'm supposed to just deal with it. The thing is, it's like, because the norm is to be a dude who doesn't care about your, like, you don't care about your emotions, you're this person that's supposed to be aggressive, assertive, and you don't care about nothing else but that, your emotions, you could care less for it. When you're someone, and you are, when you're a dude, and you're aware, like, that is the norm, and you choose to be different, like, you choose to be something that everyone doesn't want to see, for the most part. Like, yes, when you go people to people, it's like, yeah, I want a guy who's in touch with his emotions, that of this, that of that. But to the rest of the world, that's not how it's conceptualized. So when a guy's choosing to be different and he still gets hurt, knowing that he could have been like every other guy and protected his emotions, it's like, damn, what am I being different for? Like, I could have done this, I could have done that, but then I chose to be a completely different person and I'm still getting hurt. All, they, all that happens in their heads is that thought process where it's kind of like, what the fuck was it for? Like, was it really fucking worth it, me being a great person, trying to be in tune with my emotions, doing this and doing that, that other people would not do, and somehow I'm still getting hurt. So I think to a lot of guys, when that does happen, that's the part that makes it so much harder. Because you don't want to go through that multiple times, knowing that you're not even supposed to do what you're supposed to, you're not even supposed to do what you're doing currently. When we're looking at a man expressing his emotions through relationships, I think one of the things a lot of women tend to miss is the fact that our emotions doesn't seem like a priority as much as we make your emotions our priority. Because when you think about it, in a relationship, if a girl, like if you're with some, like if you're a dude and you and like your girl does something wrong, the person you're with does something wrong, it's expected that you're there for her. Even that she's the one that messed up, you're there for her. You're like, it's okay, baby. Like, I know we're going to do better. You got this. But then when a guy messes up, it's not necessarily like that. Like, a woman gets a shoulder to lean on no matter what. Like, that's the expectation. That is what people will tell you. But then when you're the guy that messes up, it's not the exact same way. You don't have that same access to your emotions being a priority. And I'm going to be completely honest. Even talking about from my personal experience... A lot of the times in my relationships, I've never felt like my emotions were a priority. Or at least I've never felt like my emotions were prioritized as much as I prioritize theirs. And I'm even like give this story to explain like how bad this is, right? I remember I was dating um, someone, right? I'm not going to say exactly what it is since you actually know about one of my relationships on social media. So I was dating someone. And I remember that I said like we were, there was something I was supposed to work on. There was something I kept on saying that I wasn't supposed to say. Like when we were talking about like us, like actually like having sex and stuff like that, 
for me, I would be like, oh, let's f-, like the word fuck. And it's not it's not a very lovey dovey term, but it's what I'm so used to saying. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna work on that to make sure I don't say it. Cause I'm like, every single time I say it, I understand that to her, she just feels like what we're doing isn't necessarily making love. It's less about the intimacy and more about the physical part, which that's not what it was. But when I said those words, that's what it triggered. So I understood that I had to work on that. And I remember once I said it and I was like, damn, I was like, my fault, baby. Like, I'll do better. And she was like, it's okay. I know you will. And then she hugged me. And when I tell you, I didn't even know how to respond like that was the first time I felt like I was in a relationship where I messed up and the girl chose to worry about my emotions because she knew I felt bad for it instead of like how I made her feel. But then the part that made me feel so bad about that situation was why am I not used to people treating me the way that I treat them? Like I'm willing to love someone and do so much and sacrifice so much for them. But then the moment somebody does it for me, it's almost like I'm shocked because I'm not, it's not an expectation of mine anymore because I've just never had it. So why would I, why would I expect something that I've, I've never been used to? I've never received. And literally as she hugged me, I just like my head was just on her shoulder and I was just so confused. And I was like, wow. I got, I felt great that she did it. But even in that relation, like we're a few months in. And that was the first time I've ever felt like my relationships was a priority. And that, that was just crazy to me. But then that's the thing that a lot of guys deal with. Like we're in relationships and we don't think that our, our emotions is a priority. Because the thing is, I know so many of my friends that say this exact same thing, right? You'll be with someone and then they mess up or like the guy messes up. And then it's completely on them to fix everything. And then let's just say the woman messes something up, right? <laughs> on their end, they're mad at the situation that happened because their emotions was the one being affected. But even then, you can't prioritize how you feel. Why? Because I can't keep on being mad the whole entire time. Because once you start feeling bad, I feel like I gotta, I feel like I gotta be that shoulder for you to lean on. I feel like I gotta tell you it's okay. You got this. Like it's okay, babe. Like I'm gonna be fine. I know you didn't mean it. But for but we don't we don't really get that. Like I felt like it's just not the same for both genders. Like when the roles reverse, it is very different. And even like the simplest concept of like a breakup, if a dude leaves a girl half the time, people think, oh, he gave up. Right? But then if a woman is the one that ends the relationship, the story tends to be, oh, she knew she deserved better. So it does really tell you about how people like perceive perceive people's emotions. Like when it comes to a dude's feelings and a woman's feelings in relationships. When a girl leaves, she she knew she deserved better. When a guy leaves, he didn't want to work hard enough. In other words, your the dude's emotions is never the one that's put on the forefront. It's always how the woman feels. The story always follows her emotions. And a lot of guys, the re, and I know a lot of women will say this. It's like, why is this dude so nonchalant? The reason why we act so nonchalant is because we're not trying to have these expectations which we know are going to lead to disappointments like while you're mad you're yelling and everything like that like i've been in a lot of relationships where if my if the girl that i was with was mad she would raise her voice right and for me i understand that people express the emotions a little differently sometimes when somebody's angry that is the time where you will find the most truthful shit out of their mouth so at times what i do I wouldn't look at it like, I'm like, damn, why is you yelling at me? Like, tone it down. Like, there are times I'm like, I know you're feeling this way because you care so much about me or else it wouldn't have affected you that much. 
So I'm like, whether there's a piece of anger, I'm gonna look at the part that actually matters. The part where I actually have to prioritize your emotions and not just my ego. Oh, somebody shouldn't be yelling at me. Like, I don't care. You're expressing how you feel because I affected your emotions. That is my only priority. When have you ever heard a woman say, it's okay for a guy to express his emotions with me with even if he's angry? You don't, you only worry about your emotions because you're like, when he starts yelling, it makes me feel a certain way. So I'm gonna tell him to not yell at me. And I'm not saying like, when I'm, I'm not saying like in an aggressive way, I'm just talking about like this idea of raising your voice. When a woman raises her voice, majority of the times a dude will let it slide because he's like, I'm supposed to prioritize how she feels. And she's expressing that in a way that I don't necessarily like. But the, the, but what she's trying to say behind it is what I care for. But I've never gotten that. Any relationship I've ever been in, every single one of them, the moment I, I raised my voice even a little bit, I had to dial it down. I had to feel bad for expressing how I really felt because her emotions were affected. And she wouldn't come to me and tell me it's okay that I raised my voice. She'd just tell me, oh, just keep on expressing in a different way. So in other words, my emotions wasn't the priority. How she felt as I was expressing my emotions was the priority. So yeah, the one thing that I'll definitely say is when a dude is very nonchalant in a relationship, it's not always because like he doesn't want to feel anything. A lot of the times you have to ask yourself, like, am I making my man feel like he can express himself to me and that he doesn't have to worry about my emotions in the process? Because realistically, that's how it should be. If I'm expressing how I feel and I have to worry about your emotions at the exact same time, understand that it's the exact same concept as walking on eggshells. And when someone is walking around eggshells as they're communicating with you, they will never tell you how they fully feel because they're afraid part of the truth may hurt you and that's what they're avoiding. And you got to understand, you got to be willing to let your man hurt your emotions by what he says at times. I'm not saying like he needs to bash you, but there are certain things where it's kind of like you're not going to be happy hearing it because he felt a certain way. But because he felt a certain way at the end of the day means it's something you should be prioritizing. Yeah, so pretty much the other segment is pretty much, I call it like the steps to fix slash help. And it's pretty much me just giving like a breakdown of things that have worked for me in terms of like being vulnerable. Because I feel like I'm like an open book to the right people. Like if only like I express a lot, like a lot of, like a lot of my life is on social media, but the people I generally have bonds with are the only people that I actually let in, like to actually hear my story. And when I do find those people worth it, it's not really hard for me to be vulnerable. And I think one of the things that helped with that the most is the fact that I've accepted my trauma. Like I've accepted the experiences that I've gone through. And I've been able to tell myself that it wasn't my fault. Like a lot of people go through shit. It doesn't mean you deserved it. But I feel like a lot of people are not willing to accept their trauma or they accept it in a toxic way where they're like, oh yeah, this happened to me because I deserved it. You don't deserve anything bad that happened to you if it wasn't in your control. Because who is actually there thinking like, Hey, I want my emotions to be hurt. Like, I want to go through something where I have to think about it the rest of my life. Nobody wants that. But some of us don't necessarily know how to accept our trauma. And accepting our trauma means you just have to accept the fact that, like, it gets better from here. Even if it's not something you can go back and fix, accept it and move forward. Understand the fact that it doesn't define you. It was just simply part of your story. And your story continues. The, character, the person that you are still has a lot of character development to go through. And I think part of being able to accept what's not in your control also goes into like the complete opposite side of that was like, know what is in your control so that you can actually do something about it. Like, you know that you went through something traumatic, right? Something terrible happened to you. Instead of whining about it every single damn day and letting it affect the rest of your life, understand that what you have in control of is how you move forward, 
how you choose to go about healing with it, how you like how you actually deal with it. And you want to deal with it in a healthy way. Keeping things inside you is never going to help. I promise you. And if you think otherwise, I can tell you one thing, right? There is nothing that you've gone through that you didn't overcome that didn't randomly pop up. Because I know for me, like, there are times where I wasn't able to deal with, like, the deaths of certain family members, right? But every single time that I would see that type of bond being shared in a different family, it affected me. Even if it was on TV. Like, for the longest, I'll be completely honest, this is the part where I'm, like, expressing, like, I actually can't practice the vulnerability, so I guess I might as well just show it, right? And my father first passed away. My my dad passed away in 2014. But the last time I seen him was in, like, 20, 2009. Yeah. And my dad first passed away. Like, it took me a long time to accept the fact that he wasn't there no more. And I'm not talking about, like, how a little kid looks at it, looks like, oh, what's death? But it was more like, damn. I don't want to accept the fact that my father is no longer around. You feel me? And then until I was able to accept that, a lot of the times where I'd watch a show where I'd see like uh, the main character have a father figure, anytime they shared a moment that was sentimental or like when that person, when uh, when another thing reminded me of them passing away, like I watch a lot of anime. I don't know why in animes, but dads die a lot in animes, right? And every single time I would see one and I would see that, it would affect me. Like literally I have watched so many different shows where I've seen like the main character interact with like a father figure and it's brought me to tears. Why? Because there was so much pain that I was holding inside and at times I just couldn't control it and I just had to let go of it. But the thing that really helped for me was literally laying in bed late at night and just staring at the ceiling. It seems like it's not something that's useful, but it's kind of like accepting your emotions doesn't necessarily mean you have to share with the rest of the world. And it just means you have to accept what actually happened. For me, it was like, I would just lay down and I'll stare at my ceiling. And this is literally for damn near anything that I go through. It'll be late where I know that I am just with myself and my emotions. I'll look up to the ceiling and if I have to speak out loud, I'll do it. Like I'll speak out loud about whatever it is that's on my mind. And then I realized like that became such a healthy coping mechanism for me. The idea that I had some type of outlet, even if it wasn't somebody else, it was just me. But the idea of being in the dark and looking into the ceiling and I know no one else is there to judge me and I get to just talk about whatever was on my mind, that helped me so much. So much. And another thing that really helps, putting your headphones on while you're walking somewhere and just talking to yourself. No one is going to look at you like you're crazy, which is the whole reason why we put the headphones piece in there. But yeah, a lot of the times I would walk to school in high school. It was like a 10, 15 minute walk. And I literally would talk to myself about like what it is that I'm going through. And to other people, could that be looked at as crazy? Of course, but I don't give a fuck what you think. The priority is me. Like I care about me. You're not going to care about me. So why the fuck am I going to care about your opinion? So whatever it is that works for you, figure it out and do it. As long as it's not toxic and it doesn't affect anybody else, that is the only thing that should matter to you. And the last thing I want to add on before I switch over to this little Q&A section for, um, for our Instagram is do not judge situations based off the outcome. Judge it based off the effort that you put in. Because I know like so many people are willing to bash themselves and because you, I know this is like true for a lot of guys, but it applies to anybody, right? Like you'll go through something and because you weren't necessarily successful, or you didn't figure everything out. You look at that experience like it was something terrible. You look at yourself like a failure, but realistically it's kind of like, you're not supposed to look at situations of whether it went the way you wanted it to or not. It's like, did you do everything you could? The answer is yes. Then if the answer is yes, you have nothing that you're supposed to regret. 
because you did your part. You did everything that you were in control of. And that should be able to satisfy you. And until you get to a point where that satisfies you, you're going to feel like there is so much more that you could be doing. And that feeling isn't great because it's constantly going to make you feel like you're not doing enough. It's not going to motivate you necessarily. At one point, it's just going to be that thing where it's kind of like it drags you down. It almost becomes a burden when you don't think anything you do is enough. All right. And now this is the part where I actually posted on my Instagram. I was like, ask me a few questions and give me topics. Some people gave me topics and some people gave me questions. And I was like, yo, I might as well just do a little quick Q&A towards the end of the show. All right. Somebody just told me sex. I think they want me to make that a whole topic. And I actually may make it a whole episode, but I think like I'm gonna give my overall standpoint on it, right? Like it was a question, like sex question mark. And I'm gonna just take it from my point of view. The one thing I do want to say is about sex, like in a quick, like a quick little answer to it. Sex matters in a relationship. I don't care what nobody tells you, bro, but sex matters. If you are dating someone in a relationship where you guys don't have the same sex drive, it means y'all aren't on the same page on a certain topic. And the idea of being in a relationship with someone is the fact that you want to be on the same page when it comes to everything. And yeah, sex matters. I feel like we have this Disney Channel mindset when it comes to love, when it comes to like sex and love and stuff. Like it's like, no, you're supposed to love me. Like sex doesn't matter. Like it does. Like imagine being with someone who's like damn near a sex addict. Not like an actual addict, but like someone who just, who's very, who has a lot of hormones. And me as their partner, I'm like, I don't like having sex like that. Do you understand how often that person will feel like they're unfulfilled, like their pleasures are unfulfilled? The idea of being with someone is the fact that you can provide everything it is that they need. And if sex is one of them and you're incapable of providing that, it is not wrong for a woman to say, I can't be with this dude because he doesn't, he lacks something that I want in that part of sex. And also, this is the part where we, we look at the devil standard part. You cannot tell a dude he's a dickhead because you guys because the reason why he left was because you guys were not on the same page when it came to sex because i feel like the moment it's about the guy everybody looks at it as as in oh he didn't want to have he didn't want to be with me because i didn't want to have sex that much but then when it's a woman it's like oh damn like he didn't want to give you what you wanted all the time it's like bro no it's the exact same thing the dude wanted something you couldn't give it to him he left that's okay because you're not supposed to settle in a relationship you're supposed to find that person that you're able to vibe on the same type of wavelength with when it comes to everything. So has, just like it is for a woman, it's just her choosing better, looking for what she actually deserves. It should be the exact same thing for a dude. And it's like, uh, somebody asked a question, they were like, how do you stay self-motivated? To be honest, I still struggle with this. I'm going to be completely honest. So I'm going to tell you what it is that I'm doing that's helping me work on it. I think for me, it's kind of like, I do a little reality check, right? I tell myself, what is it that I want to, what is it that I want? Like, what do I want my future to look like? And whenever I find myself getting in those slumps where I'm getting way too lazy, I'm not doing what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. I just think about those things and I remind myself, if I don't stay on my grind and if I don't do what it is that I'm supposed to do, my dreams aren't just going to happen. Unless I make it happen, it's not happening. Nobody's going to hold my hand and baby the fuck out of me to get to where I need to be. I'm not five no more. I'm 21. This is the part where I learn to take control over my life. Because if I don't, I'm fucked. And I actually want to be someone who's successful. This idea of being complacent, this idea of like, oh, all I'm going to do in my life is work a nine to five. No, I want to get to a point where my kids won't even be able to receive financial aid when they're going to college because their parents will be well off to be able to pay that out of pocket. That is what I want for my future. And if I'm not able to make that happen because I'm too lazy, I will look at myself like a disappointment. 
And I promise you, when I'm, when I'm in my 40s, 50s, that's not what I want to look at myself as. I want to look at myself as, like, back, like when I get to my 50s, I want to look at my 21-year-old self, and I want to be grateful for him because he was able to make everything happen because he actually stayed on his fucking grind. Like, he made those sacrifices that he needed to make. That's what I want for my future. So that's how I stay self-motivated. I tell myself that all those things that I want to happen, that future that I want to have, me being lazy isn't going to get it to me. And me looking for motivation elsewhere isn't going to get it for me. And I promise you, for the longest, I couldn't be that person for myself. So I just made it that future that I wanted for myself. And that future that I want for myself isn't going to change. The details may, but the situation I be in, I want to be in, isn't going to change. All right, and the last one that we're going to end it on is actually a pretty fun one. It's like somebody said, what was the craziest racist experience? I'm not going to give my standpoint on anything racial. Like, that's not the point of this, right? It's literally just me going to explain the experience. So pretty much, I had like two instances where it happened. One of them was just really rude. And I don't know if she was being really rude because I was black. But I, I'm, I'll go as far as to say it was definitely because I was black. So that was so we were in line, right? And then, so it was, it was busy on like Christmas season. And there was and um there was a really long line and I was like, oh, next person in line, please. And then this lady started walking towards me, but then somebody else was in front of her that actually was coming to me. I was like, oh, sorry, ma'am. Um, this lady was the first, I'll just take her in and I'll take you after. And then as I'm literally taking that customer, yo, the like the girl, the the old lady that I told, like, oh, it's not your turn yet, while she was with another cashier, like as the cashier is ringing her stuff up, all she's doing is just staring at me. And I'm like, yo, I'm not even your cashier. Like, why are you just staring at You know when you can feel somebody's eyes stare at you? And I'm not going to hold you. Whenever somebody tends to do, like, something mean to me, I'm the person where it's kind of like, I'll just laugh in your face. Like, I don't have the time to put all this energy, like, all that negativity. I don't got time for it. Like, I don't fuck with that. So, I just, like, I looked at her and I see her staring at me. I'm like, why are you trying to frown at me? I'm like, you look mad dumb. Like, I literally looked and I was like, okay. Like, is that supposed to be doing something? Like, do you get something out of this? And I was just laughing. And then she finishes, right? And then she walks out. But then she stops at the door and I notice it and I'm like, and then she stares at me and I'm like, okay. And then I'll just look away. I'm like, oh, next person, please. And then she walks back in that line and comes to me and looks at me in my face and says, I hope you have a terrible holidays. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck did I do to make you hate me that much that you want me to have a terrible holidays? I'm like. That's like the best holiday anybody's looking forward to. And you want mine to be terrible? Like, I, I'm not that bad of a person. You got mad at me for you fucking up. That made no sense. But I remember the other one that was like really bad. And it all happened at that same Walgreens. I don't know why my experiences have been at that Walgreens, but that just what ended up happening. <laughs> so this lady comes and she's trying to return something, right? But she couldn't return it because she had no receipt and it was mad long ago. And we're literally trying to work with her. We're like, you know what? We'll give you store credit so you can still buy something else in the store while you're here. And she's like, yeah, but where I'm going has no Walgreens. And I'm like, yo, we're like a convenience store pretty much. It's very bougie. There's so many different things you can buy here. You're literally inside the store. You came to the store and she was looking around for stuff in the first place and then tried to return something like, bro, you, you saw nothing you could just buy. You could have bought a drink. You got about a pizza, something. And then she comes up to me like, we're not able to. She's like, oh, you know what? I guess when you're not Hispanic, things just don't happen for you. And I'm like, I'm black. I'm not Hispanic. I know like I'm Haitian. I'm Haitian. And I'm like, I guess because, you know, my skin color is a little lighter and you don't expect that. I'm like, and I did have my hair done in a way where I guess I looked more, you know, Hispanic and stuff. But I'm like, 
how's that? And that was like my first real experience of like with racism and stuff like that. And I'm like, how's my first racism experience for the wrong race? Like somebody really got mad at me for being Hispanic and I'm not even Hispanic. And I looked at my manager. I'm like, I'm black. And my manager was like, it's okay. And my manager was actually Hispanic, but I'm like, she was talking to me. I'm like, I'm not the one that's Hispanic. And the idea that you really just said some shit like that was just like, bro, like people are really ignorant. Like y'all are ignorant as shit. And this is the whole reason why I will continue to kill the negativity with positivity. Because whenever I just started smiling in her face, she just got mad. And I'm like, that's not my fucking issue, bro. Like, you handle your terrible ass life somewhere else. You're not going to put that shit on me. I, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I just want to say one more thing. Like, because this is kind of like the Thanksgiving episode that y'all are getting a week late. I really do want to express how grateful that I am for every single person that supports me. Even those people that didn't make it to the end of this video that and you watched the first 10, 15 minutes. I really just want to say I appreciate the fuck out of you. If you're tuning into this to any of the um, platforms where you actually listen to them on, whether that's Apple Music or that's Spotify, I just want to say make sure you tune into that so that way you get the notifications every time a new episode drops. And for the people on YouTube, please hit me with that subscribe and give it a like too, you feel me? Like, it don't hurt. All right, this is my podcast, A Chance to Strive, and it was nice talking to y'all. Bye.